Um, okay. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talking Nicks. I'm here with my co-host, Big Baby David. Um, we got some breaking news in the Knicks world. Steve Mills has been fired, so we're gonna t- we're gonna talk Knicks. All right, but before we before we get started, Big Baby David, how you doing? It's been a couple a couple weeks since we talked Knicks. There's been some uh, some tragedies going on in the world, and then the Super Bowl. And now, uh, now we're here. Yes, I'm so happy everything that's happened the last several weeks has happened. Just kidding. It's probably too soon for that one. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've, I've been good. been a while since I did an episode of Talking Knicks with anybody else. I think last episode I did was like three weeks ago already, and that was my solo app. Couldn't tell you when the last time I did one with the other with the other contingent we got going is so uh so that's fun so we're back and we're about to get rolling we got big news big news shocking news stunned steve mills fired this is middle of the work day on tuesday two days before the nba trade deadline rumors flying about the knicks knicks are holding on to marcus morris they're going to sign a long-term deal even though he's about to turn 31 uh and he's on He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Rumors say we're going to hold on to him. We're going to trade everything we have for D'Angelo Russell, even though we could have signed him as a free agent technically. No one, no one knows if he was interested in coming here, but technically we could have. But I don't know. And then, out of nowhere, bam, Steve Mills is fired. We, we're, we're worried about Mills and Perry making win-now moves because we already saw Fizdale get fired. Mm-hmm. And now now it looks like we're probably not going to make the win now move, even though we're on a two-game winning streak. So how are you feeling right now? Steve Mills, gone. Well, definitely better than I felt 12 hours ago um, because I don't like Mills. I don't think anyone did because that's mostly because he didn't do anything good uh, for 20 years or however long he was here. What's the number on that? I don't even know. It's a long he's here, number. He's here a long time. He's like never worked anywhere else, I'm pretty sure, basketball-wise. Yeah. Um, so it's it's nice to know that at least one of the one of the decision-makers isn't going to be part of what's kind of an important trade deadline because these guys are only – all the guys we want moved can only be moved now. Um, it's either that or you just get nothing for – the weird off season we had where he just signed a bunch of vets to one year deals and then just didn't move any of them. So it's definitely good that it seems like the f- attention and the focus is on actually moving Morris now when it seems like Mills, I guess was the main guy saying they didn't really want to move him because he was our best player. Um, yeah. So hopefully <laughs> that happens now. <laughs> yeah. And it's been a long, long road. Steve Mills has been with the Knicks for a very long time, as we mentioned. He was the became the GM in t- 2013, and the last time we made the playoffs was the season before he became the GM. But he signed on right after uh, Glenn Grunwald made the Bargnani trade, which set us back seven years. So he really... <laughs> Steve Mills never never really got a fair shot because we're still recovering from the Bargnani trade. But, again, Steve Mills, GM in 2013, while Phil Jackson was the president. And then 2017, when Phil Jackson left, Steve Mills became the the president. And then Scott Perry took over as GM. It's tough for us to, to, to know where Scott Perry and Steve Mills... What what was whose fault right now? So right now we're hoping that Scott Perry is the guy that we all thought he was going to be when we got him. We were all very hopeful. He had a hand in the the Detroit Pistons back in the day when they won the championship. Uh, he had a hand in turning the Kings around pretty quickly. I know they're they're not they're not great right now, but last year they they had something going. So we were hoping that he could come in here and just do something for us. And now we're hopeful again because we got we have young players. 
some of them have been producing, but some of them also haven't been playing enough. So at some point you just got to throw all your all your young guys out there and let them just be terrible and grow. Basically the Sixers process. Mm. So that's what we're going for, hopefully. And then we're just going to get into asset accumulation mode. This is the goal. Uh, that's what or, we would do. <laughs> that's what we <laughs> would do. And we have to assume, or I guess we don't have to. We just want to assume that that's what Scott Perry would do. Yeah, it based on you know what we do know, it does seem like Perry and Mills were mostly aligned on a lot of issues, like minor disagreements here and there. It sounds like they might have disagreed on drafting Barrett, which is a major dispute, but that's the only one that we've really heard about other than how to handle this trade deadline, I guess. I guess we don't really know what Perry thinks, but it sounds like that's where the, the difference is. So hopefully now he's in charge, he's making the only decisions and for the sake of my mental health, I like to assume he wasn't allowed to help out with decision-making in any way before now, and he's going to uh, bring substantive change, which would be nice. Yeah. And so they said Perry was – or Mills, as recently as yesterday, was, was making calls and trying to make deals, negotiating, trying to get D'Angelo Russell and whatnot. And now Scott Perry's got two days to figure it all out. So – what do you think about this timing? The timing is really weird. And I, and I mean, I guess Steve Mills must have been somewhat caught off guard that he was getting fired now, um, much like we were, I guess, because hmm. as much as we were talking about, wow, it's kind of crazy that they're letting him, uh, that they're going to let this front office make the decisions at this deadline and I guess stay around another year or whatever. And we talked about it when they fired Fisdale at like – what timeline does this put the other front office guys on? Um, it is the right thing to do, and I guess that it, it makes sense to keep Perry there just because he knows where the rest of the front office stands because he was part of it uh, on every potential move they could be making, and he's been at least part of the conversations, I assume, with all of these, um, where if they went and just immediately hired an outside guy, whether it's one of these agent dudes or – I mean, you can't poach Masai Ujiri from the Raptors, and we'll, and we'll get there. Uh, but you can't really poach him and have him get going and make good moves for the Knicks in less than two and a half days or, or whatever uh, between now and the deadline. So makes sense to keep that guy around. Um, yeah, and it's yeah. very interesting because th- we were, like, scared the Knicks were going to stand pat or be buyers, and now it seems like – if that was their approach, it seems like he's got two days to flip everything. But fortunately for us, Marcus Morris has been very, very good, so he's going to have a lot of people bidding for his services, we yeah. we believe. He has legitimate trade value, both as a guy who can help you right now and start on like a good team, um, and also he, he's valuable as an expiring deal because open up cap space for free agency in the summer or whatever else, make rooms for – makes room for more trades down the line. But he's most importantly been good this year, and that's why the reports are that, like, several contenders want him. So, Yeah, uh, and he's just been, like, really, really good. He's been, like, the best player on this team by a lot. And, like, in the fourth quarter, when you need a closer, he just, like, makes shots and knocks knocks down shots. I know yesterday the Knicks were down 10 to the Cavs with about five minutes left. Marcus Morris went on an 8-0 run. Scored ten out of Nick's twelve points, in yeah. in order to tie it. Then he just before, barely, barely missed the buzzer beater. Yeah, he did. Uh, in in regulation, before the they got him this year, and I started watching. I hadn't seen a whole lot of Marcus Morris. I didn't know he. I remember at the beginning of the year, my observation that I enjoyed saying was like, I didn't know he dribbled this much. Um, like I did, and now it's more. I didn't know he was capable of being like a scorer by himself. I just kind of assumed he would take like spot up threes in the corner. And that's like every three he took, which might be true. And he just could do this the whole time. I haven't gone back and watched the last couple years of Celtics basketball retroactively, but um, yeah. maybe that's the case. So my, my friends that are Celtics fan used to say like he would, he would like hit a couple shots and then he would just start just shooting. He would just like try to like take over the game. Like he was the best player on the team. And maybe, Maybe he was. Mm-hmm. That's what we've Might found. Have been. Maybe if you'd actually just let him be a high-volume shooter, 
But, I mean, he's only shooting three and a half more shots than he did in the last two years. 11.3 field goals in both the last two seasons, and now he's shooting 14.8. But his efficiency from three-point range, now shooting 44%, is is the big spike. That's up seven, seven or six and a half percent from last year, which is good. And that three-point percentage was, like, well over 50% for a while there. I don't know when he dropped below, probably – at some point while the Knicks were playing badly, which is all year. but uh. Fair fair assumption that that's when it happened then. At some point <laughs> during the Knicks season, his three-point percentage dropped. Yeah, I, I guess the assumption must have been in a lot of ways that, like, he always is a guy that you knew you could give him the ball and he'd go make a shot before, but now it's like, oh, well, that's kind of the game plan today is, uh, is Morris is going to be – we're going to play, like, through him which uh, has happened all year because the Knicks aren't good, so it's either him or Randall's got to do that. But Randall, we expected that to be his role. Yeah. And, I mean, it seems like Morris is, is probably going. It's going to be a scary life without him. I know we've, yeah. had, we've had a couple preview games where he didn't play. Uh, one included the, the Wizards without seven of their eight top scorers, and we lost that one. I forgot Which, he wasn't in that game. Though. Yeah. Was, that was that was bad. I mean, let's let's see who else we got. There's there's been a lot of like speculation. You don't really know which Twitter accounts to trust at this point and who who to trust. I saw one say they were shopping Alfred Payton. He didn't have a check mark though, so I, I have no idea. Uh, yeah. Rumors we're looking at Kyle Kuzma exploratory talks. Um, then there's just guys that like kind of make sense to trade, like Tosh Gibson. He, yeah, I, I like someone you. would want him. He's a vet. <laughs> plays. He doesn't play badly ever. Yeah, like, you know, he had that have... recent stretch of being like really good for like two weeks. Yeah, and if you just have like a, a guy who makes eight million dollars who's not good, and you could just swap him and throw in a second, that's yeah. fine. That's like... No reason for the Knicks not to do that, especially assu- assuming the philosophy has actually shifted in the front office, of course, because they yeah. might. Uh, it's still largely the same group, so I like hesitate to get like excited. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes sense. They only got rid of one person, but that person had the name, the the title of president. Yeah, so. he was by all indications like the main decision maker. Uh, I'm trying to think like who else could really go. Like Peyton, I think they could get something for, but he's always to me seemed like the one vet on the team that it wouldn't really make sense to move necessarily unless you're getting a, like a good return just because um, the other point guards on the team are Dennis Smith Jr., who might be the worst basketball player I've ever seen, <laughs> uh, Kadeem <laughs> Allen, who like plays in the G League often, even though he's like looked like he belongs in the NBA when he gets minutes, which is cool and all, but uh, but like he's not actually proven anything. Frank, who... I, I, like, don't know what to think of him because, like, I like him. I think, in general, he's taken steps forward this year. But, like, is he a point guard? I, I don't know. He kind of passes the ball directly to the other team a lot Yeah. still. And in that Cavs game, the the, the last five minutes closing it, they were, they were playing Elford uh, Payton and Frank together. And Dennis Smith Jr. played well throughout the, the, the game to that point. So, you know. I think Alfred probably stays is my guess. I could see teams wanting him. He doesn't make too much money. I think he makes like eight million, which is fine. It's he, he had a triple double last night. I'll pay eight million dollars for a triple double if I'm a playoff team. Yeah, um, he can he can do that any given night. Yeah. So if, he, if someone not, wants him, I'm certainly not going to be <laughs> mad if the Knicks move him. Yeah, that's everyone except for the really young guys. We I think there's Knox. Frank, um, sorry, Mitch and Barrett are like the guys you would prefer to stay. Knox mm. has been like up and down, but hopefully we preach some patience. Uh, I, I don't want to trade him. I guess if we did trade yeah. him, I, I wouldn't. I would just be like, Ugh, I'm not happy about that. But yeah, it, the like the only untouchables are Barrett. Robinson and like this coming years first and even then like even like uh, it's probably sacrilege to say this I I do think like there's there's a right move where I could see us moving Mitch and I'm not mad about it but the other guys it's like 
like yeah you get to the franks and Knoxes. it's like yeah i personally like rooting for them or whatever i guess we can throw like dotson in there even though isn't he older than randall anyway um where it's like yeah i'm i'm not opposed to moving them but like it kind of can't be us just giving them away or throwing them in as like a favor to the other team in the trade yeah. as we've as we've done in the past when steve mills was president i know we traded jr smith and Iman Shumpert for lance thomas uh lou amundsen lou and amundsen some other alex guy kirk who never played yeah and, um, so, and it was like a second round pick in four years i think it was that i think it was just this second round pick that we just got Iggy, Might maybe been. but we traded up for Iggy. So Something it was, like that. yeah, so bad. Uh, n- new information for you. We just got breaking news. Uh, just saw Alfred Payton unfollowed the Knicks on Instagram, so maybe he is getting traded. Wow, and th- that's we were just talking about that. We also heard a Mark Berman reported that Marcus Morris said his goodbyes to the Knicks writers when he was in Cleveland. I mean, we were just talking that we think Marcus Morris is going, but Alfred Payton is more news. Mm. Also, this is great journalism. He, yeah. follow, he unfollowed him on Instagram, and then we, we just go straight to this speculation. That's true. I, question. I, like, can't remember a time when a player, like, unfollowed the team on Instagram or whatever ahead of time and, like, I noticed that they actually did get moved. I feel like that always just happens with rumors. Yeah. <laughs> Does that actually happen? I, I, we talk I, about it every time. I remember there was, like, last year or whatever, whenever it happened, Jimmy Butler, like, liked a few Spurs posts or something, and people went nuts. Yeah. I think there was, like, rumors that Dennis Schroeder, like, scrubbed his Instagram of Thunder stuff at one point. Last year, he's still on the team. Uh but I, don't, I have no idea. It's, it's good speculation. It's fun. We'll see who's on this team in two days, two and a half days. Or I guess it's just two days at this point. So, I, I, should we just talk about what the future of the Knicks front office is, about this plan? Yeah, I guess talk like the the rumors a little bit with who might be taken over that we know about. Yeah. I guess. So, I mean, right when this news broke, Shams broke it. Or I, I, the first person you texted me a Shams tweet first, and then I, think I got Woj a Woj technically tweet. beat him. All right, well, he didn't beat him to, he didn't beat him to my phone. So Shams phrased it as Mills being fired, so I shared that one because I liked it uh, more. Uh, appreciate I it. I think Woj was uh, stepping away or whatever. All right, um, and then. Woj followed that up saying that the Knicks would like Masai Ujiri. And, but then he followed that up a half hour later with like a string of tweets saying that it would be really hard to get him and that they were already on their way to getting other people and that they're looking at trying to hire someone in like who has good relationships with the players that isn't a front office guy. And then Mark Stein comes back and says that Ujiri wants to come to the Knicks. And he's going to find a way to get here. So there's a lot of speculation going on right now. I don't know what's true. But what yeah. do you what do you want to be true? I don't know. I mean, if Ujiri wants to be here and, like, believes in Dolan for some godforsaken reason. One, maybe I don't trust his judgment after all. Um, but two, like, yeah, that would be the best option in a vacuum. I guess then we'd have to discuss, like, what do you send the Raptors? Because... They like he's under contract for what two more years or something. He's under contract yeah. through twenty 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 one. So after this, one Next more season, year after yeah. this one. Um. Yeah, so yeah, he, that'd be cool. I just don't know what we'd be giving up. Yeah, and the Knicks just aren't good enough to be trading first round picks for front office guy. I don't yeah. think. I don't know. Uh, we yeah, traded this. Uh, we traded on the this. One, sorry, on the one hand, like. Like, yeah, it feels kind of short-sighted to, like, move draft picks or whatever when we don't have, like, a ton of them to work with. For the first time, we have actually kind of a decent number of draft picks. But uh, it feels short-sighted to move the the ones we have for a front office guy, and then they just don't have the draft picks to use. But also, like, Masai Ujiri's 
really good. So like it's probably if there's any guy that would be worth it, it's probably that. You look surprised. The Dodgers traded Jock Peterson. I flipped him Angels, right? I don't know. Um, Somebody. That was a baseball thing. Yeah. yeah. They, flipped, they flipped him to uh, the Angels for Luis Rangifo. <laughs> uh, this is talking Knicks, though. We do have our picks, and we have the Mavs picks, like you mentioned. Uh, hopefully, we can if we can accumulate enough second-round picks in this, if we like get the Clippers pick, that'd be yes. like the perfect pick for us to give to the Raptors. Flip- Flip that and like what basically what amounts to like every other second that they could get. Like if we give from them everyone else the rap the Raptors pick or no no sorry sorry if we give the Raptors the Clippers pick and like a Hornets pick the Hornets second or two that we got in the mm-hmm. Willie Hernan Gomez trade that would be fine. I mean second yeah. round picks are like whatever who cares. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even, like thrilled about giving up picks to do it, but like I would. Shrug and do it because Ujiri's really good at what he does. Yeah, and the, and the Knicks have actually done well drafting in the second round with mm. Dot, Dotson and Mitch. But a lot of the time, you could just buy a, a second round pick for about three million dollars or so. Yeah, yeah, if you want to do it, which yeah. I don't know why it seems like the Knicks kind of never ever do it. Because <laughs> like the one thing I've kind of praised the front office for over the last several years is their ability to like just identify talent. They can't keep that talent happy or improve upon players, pure talent. But like they see guys, they get guys who are talented, especially with like these late picks they've had between Dotson and Robinson. There's been like a bunch of undrafted guys that the Knicks have gotten over the years that became like real NBA players that got big contracts elsewhere because uh, the Knicks couldn't keep them happy here and, or didn't want to actually pay them. Exactly. You got Trier. Get Langston Galloway, Jeremy Lin wasn't. I mean, he wasn't straight to the Knicks. He was on the Warriors first, and yeah, but the, he broke through. Lin sanity. Only time I've ever been happy. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Lin sanity and and the the fifty four win season with Carmelo. It's literally it. And that eight game streak when Amari scored thirty. That was. That that think, was fun. That was probably the happiest I've ever been. So, if we don't get Ujiri, if the price isn't right, and if the Raptors are just like, no, we just won the championship and we're the two seed now, number three in the power rankings according to ESPN, um, I guess they could technically make another run to the finals. The The Bucks look really good, but if the Raptors just like go to the finals again. Yeah, the Raptors, get, there's certainly a world where they like stay healthy and then like get hot at the end and just won a championship last year. Like, we know they can do it. They don't have Kawhi Leonard anymore, which is kind of important. But then, like, Siakam sort of decided he's Kawhi Leonard now. Yeah, exactly. So, if the Raptors don't miss him. If the Raptors stay hot, and even if they just, like, make a deep playoff run, you know, is maybe that's why Ujiri leaves, or maybe that's why he stays. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know if he, like, is – if it feels like it'd be weird for him to abandon a championship contender uh, to for go the... <laughs> be with the Knicks, um, I guess I guess that's true. But maybe maybe he wants a project. He did already get the one ring. Like I think it's probably just not a discussion at all if the Raptors like lose last year's finals. Yeah, but that's, that's funny. This is a funny thing to be speculating about. He's doing a very good job, and he's got a lot better stuff to do than try to fix the Knicks so I guess he's out in my head just now based on this conversation we just had you convinced me that he already has a better job um and so the other rumor is that they're looking for uh someone who's got good relationship with players I know the Woj referenced Bob Myers with the Warriors and Rob Palenka with uh Lakers, Palinka used to be Kobe Bryant's agent, an agent to a lot of people. I don't know what Bob Myers used to do, but he apparently he's got good relationships with. I saw people people saying both of them in in response to like the rumors about like the CAA guys the Knicks are interested in. So I'm assuming he was an agent at one point. I don't actually know that. Hey, I mean, I'm I'm convinced. There was one rumor 
that Kevin Durant's agent was uh, – thinks we're thinking about him. Yeah. Was that I – don't, I don't remember where – oh, the Post said that, right? So it was, like, actually kind of reputable. I couldn't remember if that was, like, just a guy saying it. I know I made the <laughs> joke, but – I don't know if that was, I don't know if that's just a guy, what, or like a, an actual report. But I think that was actually a report that what they guy? Were what guy? There's no guy. Bozo did it. <laughs> and you know, if they do, <laughs> if they do go get uh, Rich Kleiman, they can then. I think it would position them well to go get Kevin Durant last summer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just a good, funny thing to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, just, there were the rumors before like when we were talking about how oh we're definitely getting kevin durant a year ago uh that like climbing did want to like run the knicks one day so like, it's not like it's a new idea necessarily that he would take a gm job here just i just don't really see it happening especially since like his number one guy he couldn't convince his best client to mm. go to his favorite team yeah that makes sense. So I don't know. <laughs> and then so, I mean, it's also tough for us to talk about this because I don't know who any of these people are. Like, yeah. You, we, we have no idea who they're talking about. It probably ends up being none of these people. So, yeah. like, I, I don't know. I don't even know, like, the CAA guy's name that they were talking about before. Yeah. I don't love it on principle just because I've been noticing uh, the Mets and their CAA guy, Brody Van Wagenen, and nobody – really likes that guy doesn't mean everybody who uh comes from there and becomes a gm is an asshole and there's actually a history of agents becoming good front office people in basketball where there really wasn't that in baseball um so like i just it's just a weird mental block for me because it's not really a problem for basketball but i also just don't trust any of the knicks inclinations there the other rumor i i saw people talking about though was uh was Sam Presti, the Oklahoma City GM, uh, who I guess his contract's up after this season. So if they just, like, wait for the summer, they can just, like, hire him if he wants to be here. So that would be – That that sounds pretty cool. good. I mean, he's the I, guy that – I like him. He drafted Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Serge Ibaka. That's pretty good. People like to blame him for trading James Harden, or people today have talked about, well, yeah, but he traded James Harden, but, like, everyone knows that was a, like, command from ownership. Yeah, that was a financial decision that was a bad one. Yeah, it's, like, the most regretted move, like, ever. Um, yeah. Other than everything the Knicks have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, but the most egregious, like, non-Knicks move. Yeah ever you gotta like put that filter on it sort of like a few years ago uh there used to be like on mlb.com you could search like the fastest pitches of the season and back that's back when like a oldest chapman was the only guy who could hit 100 miles an hour oh, yeah, consistently. Yeah. so there was the chapman yeah. filter uh, yeah that's funny it's like if you want to compile a list of worst nba moves you got to throw on the knicks filter because like everything yeah. they did was bad they do bad <laughs> stuff all the time yeah, and then everyone else. Now, what's the worst thing every, ev everyone else? All right, I think this is getting us into a good a good conversation to have. Let's just talk about some of the horrible, terrible moves that happened while Steve Mills was here. I mentioned Bargnani happened right before he became the GM, but, I mean, he was still here. Steve yeah, Mills has been here. I, I have to mention that Jake would want us to tell you that he was an account executive with ms3 and he just worked his way up to president which is amazing it's like uh he, he went to princeton he's a smart guy um but just went from account executive and just worked his way up they tell you that's that's the american dream that they tell the people and apparently it can actually happen i, I didn't think it was true but apparently but it can only happen for one person is the thing because there's only yeah. one president only one president of basketball operations for the New York Knicks, so sorry. Then, <laughs> then the other <laughs> part of that is that he just ruined it for everyone, so it'll never happen again. <laughs> so Can't let's get let anybody ascend. So let's maybe we don't have to just talk about about Mills, but let's just talk about some horrible stuff that has happened. We mentioned the Bargnani trade, 
Knicks coming off their best season in since 1990s where they, they won a playoff series. And then they just traded Novak in a first-round pick for Bargnani, who was the Raptors were considering amnestying. And uh, the Knicks have just have been in a free fall ever since. I mentioned the J.R. Smith trade. Uh, just traded J.R. Smith and Iman Shumpert for a bunch of garbage just to get J.R. Smith off the team because they thought he was annoying and partying too much, which was just a bad decision. Because yeah, both started on the championship Cavs team, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you traded two starters to it, the champions, for nothing at all for a second round pick in three years. Yeah, to be three- fair, Lance Thomas wasn't well, he wasn't good, but he wasn't like useless. But also he to be fair, Nick. to be fair, there as soon as those three people got traded to the Knicks, they all got cut immediately. Yeah, everyone else. And then they signed on. They signed on to ten-day contracts, and Lance eventually stuck around. So it's not like we we were happy to have have them. It was yeah. just something that ended up happening. So there's <laughs> by, that by accident. I mean, then we got draft picks. We picked Frank. I don't. I got nothing against Frank. I wish he was yeah. Donovan. I wish he was not Donovan Mitchell. But I'm sure a lot of a lot of the teams that picked before Donovan Mitchell wish. Their player was Donovan Mitchell. Right. <laughs> they, yeah, I have no real issue with the Frank pick just because. Well, also, I mean, I guess we don't know. Like, sort of like how we don't know what was Mills, what was Perry. I'm assuming most of what was happening before was Phil Jackson, but also, like, incompetence didn't stop just because Phil left. So maybe it was a lot Mills. But I don't really have a problem with the Frank pick because, I mean, they were down to. Every indication was they were picking between him, Malik Monk, and Dennis Smith Jr. And Frank is by far the most resembling of a basketball player of any of those three. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's 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 good. That's a win in our book. So, like so he, that, yeah, they didn't pick Mitchell, but whatever. So we like Frank. Frank, we'll give him Steve Mills, I guess, good goodish job on that one. Fine. Um this is also like Clarence Gaines territory was in on this. I have, I have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea who was part of yeah. what. It's Bill been Jackson such like a, a mishmash of just bad. It all really just gloms together. So, I mean, let's just talk about how horrible everything's been. The Derrick Rose trade, which seemed like a good idea. I was very excited. I remember Derrick Rose got traded to the Knicks when I was, was in my office. I was like, oh, my God. It was amazing. Derek Rose. Rose. Traded uh, Robin Lopez, Jerry and Grant, whatever else. Didn't matter. Uh, I, like, talked myself into being stoked about the Derek Rose trade, even though in the moment I was upset about moving Lopez because he was kind of good and the salary cap, like, had just bumped so his deal became cheap. I mean, but we Um, replaced Lopez pretty easily. (laughs) It was real quick and easy. With the next big move, signing Joe Kim Noah to a $72 million deal. And he's still getting paid right (laughs) now, I think. He's still on the salary cap. I don't know if they had to pay him out immediately when they bought him out. They, like, they – I don't know if he, like, still literally gets, like, paid a paycheck now. But they yeah. like they use the stretch provision on it. Yeah. So this was the last year of his contract, believe it or not. That's how horrible yeah. life is. Imagine <laughs> if he was still him. on the Knicks. He hasn't been on the Knicks, so he just didn't play for that one year, and then they cut him at the very beginning of last year. So he played for one season out of his four-year deal, and then he sat on the bench for one season, and then he got. <laughs> He's been just at at his house for two years. No, he's on the Grizzlies last year. Yeah, he played pretty well for the Grizzlies, and then just kind of nobody's taking him now. The Lakers, we know, were between him and Dwight Howard, and Dwight Howard turned out to be very much the right choice. But uh, looking at it, in Noah's four-year deal, he played 53 games for the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's – Seventy-two million dollars, too. Yeah, yeah, that's 
pretty good. All right, and then to go to go along with, I mean, that's uh, do should we say more about that? That was horrible. Is I mean, what else is to be said? I mean, honestly, he was he didn't perform that horribly in year one. But think about what I'm saying. Yeah, it it wasn't that horrible. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, yeah, he he rebounded well. But like, it was like, like, and like, as in he grabbed rebounds well, not like bounced back from any adversity. Yeah. So the <laughs> his numbers are also like it's like four points per game and eight rebounds. It's like a weird thing like that. So he was rebounding, but he didn't. He couldn't make a layup. I remember that. It was, that was it bad. Was real weird. Oh, and then his his free throw shots, those were bad. The, he got this four the, year. Seven, oh, the butterfly free throw thing. Yeah, Demarcus Cousins one? just looking at him and being like, "What are you? <laughs> what are you doing?" Uh, Classic. Joke him, and uh, so he was coming off a year where he averaged about like five points and eight rebounds and played like thirty games, and then they gave him that the 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 season after that. That's when the kite the the, the the cap spiked, and so they signed Joe Kim. They brought in Courtney Lee. Derek Rose, and that was when uh, we were a super team. Courtney Lee got a his four year, like forty eight million dollar deal, something like that, which yeah. seemed on a say four for forty four or something like that, which is the yeah. same thing. Something fair, that seemed fair. I mean, but now Courtney Lee's making twelve million dollars, sitting on the end of the Mavericks bench, hasn't really played this year. Knicks had to. I mean, this is all building up to the Knicks trading Porzingis, but we have to we have to wait until we get there. Yeah, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. got traded. Yeah. Also, that's another yeah. part of it for Jerry and Grant. I remember at one point I had like the list. I had, I had like the sequence memorized because like they drafted Grant in the first round. It was cool because they finally drafted a point guard. Then they flipped him for, or they Derek traded Rose. Hardaway got got Jerry and Grant. Then they flipped him. For Rose, and then just signed Hardaway back <laughs> for like as a restricted free agent, and because he was restricted, you had to severely overpay him to keep him or to to not have it be matched. Because like he was kind of good that year before. Like I was sort of excited about the progress he made, and at the time I talked myself into, well, you have to overpay him a bit to get it done. But then I didn't really think about how he was still getting like eighteen million a year. He got the Joakim Noah deal. Basically, yeah. um, with with the player option on the end of it. So if he did a good, <laughs> if he did do a good job, then he could leave. If like he actually, if he earned if his contract, <laughs> if anything good actually happened, <laughs> he could just he could leave. That's that uh, a crazy, crazy decision. <laughs> yeah, that. Oh man. <laughs> and this is all just building up. I don't know if there's anything before. I'm sure there was, but the main the main one and that the thing that's like more Mills's fault than anything else. Yeah, so ultimately all hell broke loose. I mean, we're not even going to talk about all the coaching changes and how terrible all that was. All hell breaks loose. Porzingis gets injured. And he starts to hate the entire front office. Doesn't know what anybody's doing. And then they trade trade him. We got Porzingis. We finally found our superstar, homegrown superstar. We love this guy. He's the, the unicorn. Looks amazing. Literally. As as much a fan favorite as <laughs> like you could possibly have, because there's finally something positive. Yeah, we finally selected someone who looks like a, a star. But the closest thing we'd done to that was probably like David Lee, who was let, drafted and was just like a a fifteen right. and ten guy. And that that was. That was the Knicks def- definition of a homegrown star. Was yeah, a guy borderline who like all star <laughs> production for a few years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we talked I'm, ourselves I'm, into Iman Shumpert being like a nice point guard too. Um, not the case. Yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> and Porzingis was the Knicks' first all star since David Lee. No, had, we had, one, had one since. <laughs> and we never will. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so that Porzingis trade ends up being Porzingis and salary dumps of Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee. 
in order mm-hmm. to bring back Dennis Smith Jr. and two Stunned. Mavericks picks. Uh, those are the key parts. I mean, there's other stuff involved. Trey yeah. Burke went over there. We got DeAndre Jordan. We did, none of that really mattered. Yeah, we had him for three minutes, and yeah. that was, that was nice. Uh, he was kind of fun to watch, all things considered. But we he actually probably learned something. We actually had Wes Matthews for three minutes. I think he played one or two games. And he then we played. Got him. He played one game. <laughs> I remember that. And they like immediately bought him out. And uh, uh. He's, he's like a contributor on the Bucks. It's weird, like looking yeah. at like just separately looking out at like the contenders in the NBA and seeing how many former Knicks are like contributing oh, yeah. for good teams. Which I get. I'm sure a lot of teams could point at other teams and see like former guys, but. I think it's just crazy because the Knicks are, have just never been good. I mean, but you said it earlier. The J.R. Smith and Shumper just starting on the championship team is just – that just kills It's him. the most egregious one. <laughs> we attach just... Shumpert, who who also is like a fan favorite. Everyone loved him. And, like, uh, in reality, we all, like, overhyped him. But, like, at the time, he was a solid starter and, like, a guy who you could see becoming a first-team all-defense guy and 3-and-D threat. Um <laughs> Actually, and you flipped him just because you were annoyed with J.R. Smith, who uh, turned out wanna, to not be a problem once the culture's on, okay on yeah. the team. I want. I gotta go. But. I gotta go back to that trade for a second. So I remember when it, it broke, and it was the Knicks traded J.R. Smith and Iman Shumper, and the rumor was we got Reggie Jackson back. That's true. I forgot about that. And so I remember thinking we got Reggie back, Jackson back, and saying. That's not enough. We must have gotten something else because we gave up J.R. Smith and Shumpert. So we can't just mm. get. And must this have is like pick two or something. This is like one one year removed from J.R. Smith averaging seventeen and being six man of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd like just been good. Yeah, and we were like, "This we got to get more." And then if, come to find out that we didn't even get Reggie Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? Wasn't there? Wasn't there like a second rumor or something that was also like a decent package? Um, like I remember, uh, and Reggie Jackson looked like really exciting at the time, so I was excited yeah. about Reggie Jackson. Yeah, uh, and and still didn't think that was enough, of course. But I remember thinking like, oh, that's not great. And there was some other rumor. Maybe it was just that there was like a a pick that was supposed to be good or something. And yeah. I was like, oh, cool, cool. At least they're getting like uh, a pick. They just lost one for Barnani, so. At least they'll get one of those back, and they didn't even get that. God. <laughs> Just gave them away. And, and that, so... Uh, do, you have, do you have something else to say about the J.R. Smith trade? Because yeah. uh, the, then circling back again to the Porzingis deal, yeah. I'm just remembering, like, that day for me. I remember, like, I went oh. and got, a, I went and got like, a haircut. It was... It, I had, like, early classes. I was in college. Um pretty cool and uh so i was like done with my classes after like the morning so i went for like an early afternoon haircut i come out and i see it like 20 minutes ago porzingis it came out that porzingis was like upset which there wasn't any real indication of before i was like oh crap he's upset. what how'd we piss him off we didn't even do anything yet like <laughs> and he was like just rehabbing all year what did we do like the team's not good but they're not good on purpose and then, like, and I, the second I started, like, driving back to my to my uh, dorm, the report comes out that's like, yeah, so Porzingis says he would like to be moved. I was like, oh, crap, we're going to have to deal with this. And, like, two minutes later, it's like, yeah, they expect to get a deal done by the deadline. Like, it's not going to wait until this summer. And I was like, what is happening? This is moving so fast. I can't believe uh. this next week is going to be crazy. And then, like, literally, I come home, I sit on the couch, I'm, like, trying to flip to Sports Center just to see if they're talking about it. And it's like, oh, yeah, he uh, he went. They got nothing. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was an unbelievably fast happening. Literally all happened within less than two hours. Yeah, it, it was just one morning, Porzingis was upset, and later that morning he was no longer on the Knicks. And I remember I was talking to Kenny and talking to, like, everybody. I'm just like, there's no way. These are just rumors. Like, he's a restricted free agent. It doesn't matter what he wants. The Knicks can just match any offer sheet, and they'll keep him. So it really, really doesn't matter at all. He has to deal with it. Yeah. It's like, sorry, bro. You're you're on the Knicks. It's like, dude, we get to keep you if we want. 
and like we have the max space so like we're gonna get you a friend and you'll change your mind yeah exactly that's <laughs> and we're gonna get zion we're gonna get the number one pick or we're gonna get a top pick and but this is gonna work out we could trade that top pick for somebody good too if nothing works out yeah if need be we could get ad <laughs> those two together would be kind of funky yeah. looking but like fun in a fun way because they're both like good and can do a lot of stuff oh, um jeez and like I, i've talked about it with my dad a lot it's like yeah you can only do that trade if like you know for a fact you're signing kd and Kyrie, which is what we all thought was happening until it didn't happen and then uh and, and like thinking back on like the michael k show interview with dolan and he was like convinced like you guys are gonna like what we have planned this summer he's like oh they like they must know for a fact they're getting katie all right fine it's worth not getting much of real substance if like they're getting katie and this opened up the cap space to go get another guy like they're getting Kyrie plus a top pick and like of course they fell almost as far as they could fall in the lottery so they didn't get zion or john morant uh, and we like R.J. Barrett, and he is a and he he was like a hit uh, as far as a draft pick. But like those other two guys are like already superstars. Yeah, and Barrett's like I, I'm pretty sure he'll be an all star, but like he could fizzle. He could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, it was all it all happened so quickly, and I think that's that's where where this whole Mills fairy merry go round has brought us to. The KD, Kyrie rumors of us all being positive. We just did a salary dump in order to open up all this cap space and finally get this team that we've always dreamed of. Then we didn't get it. And then we just signed all of these people that we have on our team now, which is just... Uh, And less than two days before the deadline, they're still all here. Yeah. So... Because we talked about it. It's like, oh, well, we'll take on... We didn't get those two, but fine. We'll go plan B, take bad contracts in <laughs> and like take picks with those and to the Knicks credit only like two of those moves happened all summer so you can't like blame them for not doing that but like the yeah, next I, best thing from there is like actually moving these veterans that you signed which they haven't yeah. done yet and they still can the deadlines not it hasn't passed yet yeah I, I want to say I want to say Iguodala Mo Harkless and Tony Snell were the three people that got traded. I forgot the Snell one. Snell got another di- year on his deal, though, so he wasn't even expiring. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah, we probably uh, wouldn't have been in favor for that because we wanted to r- uh, run back through the cap space next summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we Nick's always we're, we're always optimistic agents. and always let down. So, and hopefully, even right now, we're optimistic and. Is that just setting ourselves up for, to get let down, or is this finally the real change that we've always been looking for? And that's that's what we're all wondering right now. And obviously, you just have to hope that it's the the good one, because that's that's what hoping means. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be it'd be really weird if I was hoping for the bad one. Although I guess <laughs> a part of me, all, like it gets it gets a little sadistic, where it's like I, you almost like being miserable. I certainly would prefer them be good. Like I genuinely would prefer them be good, but like, whatever. More more things to yell about isn't an inherently bad thing for uh, for what we're doing, I guess. Yeah, and I know. But like, be good, please be good. <laughs> I know. I joke that like right after they they fired Steve Mills, if they just if at this deadline they just made some horrible classic Knicks deals. Traded for Dennis Schroeder and Andre Drummond, and then just got rid of the young stars and maybe traded a, a first round pick, and we were just still the Knicks. That would just be demoralizing. Yeah, that that'd be no good. <laughs> but it it would be funny though. It would be hilarious. That especially, would be a classic Knicks quip. Especially because you only get two days of hope before getting it all destroyed. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's two days. It's like the little bit of hope I have, which I've already kind of let go away. Cause, uh, like somebody like tweeted at me that maybe Mills was the only one who didn't want to trade for Terry Rozier last night. 
<laughs> um, and that like, like uh, it was a, like that guy was who responded to my tweet. I think was joking, and like I laughed, and I've been laughing about it. But also like, what if that's true? And Mills was like the only thing keeping Dolan hinged. Like that's there's a non-zero percent chance that that is the case. I don't think it is, but like, what if? Well, the other good part about it only being two days is that at least we'll know in two days whether we that's should be happy. I mean, we we won't know if we should be happy in two days, but we'll definitely know if we should be sad. <laughs> yeah, we'll know if we need to be upset now. Yeah, that's good. Hey, it's it's not like the KP trade last year where it's like, well, we can't decide if we won this trade until we find out what happens this summer. <laughs> so we get... Durant and even when that card. didn't happen, we were like, oh, yeah, but like Porzingis still has to go be good, and we got two firsts, which like the two firsts that they got does get kind of lost in all this a little bit. Yeah. Um, but also the Mavericks look like they're kind of actually good, so those picks won't be good. Um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll wait, wait and pass judgment later. I think I'll we've pretty much – about those picks when it's time. Yeah, exactly. Once, once we, they've all been traded for – D'Angelo Russell and Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Capella. <laughs> Good. Well, what an adventure it's been to be a Knicks fan during the Steve Mills era. I think we've we've pretty much nailed it. Um, I don't know if you have anything more to add. We had a fun. I had a good time. That's it. <laughs> we had a good time talking about it. We didn't have a good time living it. but That is the case. That's no problem. It was... It was it was a pleasure being back on the mic. Um, we'll be talking more often. We'll oh, yeah. we'll be back, back on the grind. We'll be back with the trade deadline special in a couple of days, I'm sure. Yeah. So one way or the other, we're gonna have a reaction after whatever it is, three o'clock on Thursday, because whether they make moves or don't make moves, it it's a it's a headline that kind of needs to be discussed. So we'll we'll be here. Absolutely. So. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Talking Knicks. Leave a, leave a five-star review. I'm still looking for that guy who we said we'd give a T-shirt. I think his name is Marco. So let me know, Marco. Just hit me up. But Good thanks for listening. Go Knicks. Go the Knicks.